Welcome to the Let's Get Entrepreneurial podcast, your go-to resource for navigating the world of entrepreneurship. In the exhilarating world of entrepreneurship, every path is dotted with its unique set of challenges. Join us today as we delve into the most common obstacles faced by entrepreneurs and discover actionable strategies to navigate them, ensuring not just survival, but thriving in the business arena. The Let's Get Entrepreneurial podcast is your ultimate launch pad for igniting ideas and skyrocketing your entrepreneurial dreams. Tune in, buckle up, and let's unleash the entrepreneurial spirit within. Your two hosts will be Professor Gary Palin and serial entrepreneur Ryan Budden. Hello, Professor Palin. How are you? Doing very well. How are you doing today? I'm doing really well. We've gotten together to talk about common problems that entrepreneurs face. This is a summation of a lot of talking that we do just in general. So we decided to get together and lay out some of these common issues, hopefully get people past some of them immediately. It struck me when we were talking about this is they're very common for us, but for starting a business, a first time startup, they may not realize how common these issues are that they're facing. Right. You often talk to entrepreneurs and they feel like they're on the journey by themselves. They're the first person to ever walk down this road. And the reality is it's just not true. Most of the hurdles that you face, every other entrepreneur has also faced those hurdles. So learning from their lessons, so you're not the one to stumble over the same log over and over and over again, can really expedite getting past the first few stages. That's a serial entrepreneur. As you're moving forward with your ventures, every time you start a venture, it's not, I'm surprised by this obstacle, but you're anticipating it, preparing for it, and addressing it actually before it faces you. Right. So it's not even a hurdle. You're just going straight past it. Correct. I'll start with probably the most difficult one. And it's the fact that you don't always know what you don't know. Fortunately for me, this is what you've sort of specialized in in academia is tricks, trades, scenarios to get yourself into situations where you don't know what you don't know. And how do you figure that out? That's interesting. One of the assignments that I've given over the course of years is to have the students interview successful entrepreneurs. They have to go first, find the entrepreneur and secure the interview. And that scares the heck out of them, by the way. I have to call someone that I don't know. And I'm like, yes, you do. Their reaction is to have a very specific list of questions that they're asking. And very often they're in the minutia. They'll ask specific things along the line of, should I use a LIFO or FIFO form of inventory? I encourage them to ask open-ended questions. And that's really what I tell them. You don't know what you don't know. If you don't know something, how do you ask a question about it? That's exactly right. If you've ever been in entrepreneurship and you have the feeling every six months or every three months, whatever it is, that you wish you'd done it this way then, or you wish you'd known that three months ago, that's what we're talking about. You only can look forwards from a certain point once you're there. For example, I would suggest don't ask them specific questions about managing cash flow. Ask the entrepreneur, open-ended question about, for example, what type of financial hurdles can I anticipate and how can I overcome them? There we go. You've sort of been answering, how do you overcome this issue? And the biggest way I found to do it is talk to people that have been there before. Talk to seasoned entrepreneurs, mentors, other people in your network that are just slightly farther along that journey than you are. Picking people's brains that have been there, done that multiple times is a tremendous asset. Absolutely. 
Do you have a common problem? Regarding entrepreneurship? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe we define that scope a little bit. Because I was going to answer faculty meetings. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not sure there's a way to get around that, though. <laughs> One of the areas that I struggle the most with are operational roadblocks, especially in today's environment where the supply chain has been so disrupted. That can cause types of operational roadblocks. And I've actually moved towards businesses that do not require tangible goods, and it minimizes the operational roadblocks, doesn't exclude them. The work we're doing with the Janus assessment, there is no tangible inventory that we have to deal with. I've definitely seen myself moving in that direction as well. It's just such a difficult landscape at the moment if you're dealing with solid goods and supply chains. And especially if you have to have goods manufactured and specifically technology, there's a high percentage you're not having it done in the United States. Now you're dealing with all types of disruptions. The operational flow becomes even more difficult. That's right. It does create opportunities, though. People looking to get into those spaces do have a difference in competition because people are avoiding those hard-to-navigate issues at the moment. Another challenge that that I always face, I'm more comfortable in dealing with this than the operational, probably because I have more expertise in it. Still a challenge continually are the marketing challenges. Especially because marketing is changing so much at the moment. I remember in my early entrepreneurship journey, there were a limited number of social media platforms that were becoming prevalent for specific user groups. There was print marketing. There was the whole concept of digital marketing, so on people's websites, things like that. And now there's seemingly unlimited social media platforms that have not only specific groups that they're influencing, but those groups are sort of blended across different platforms. So the clear delineation that once existed really isn't there anymore. Before we started to record this podcast, we were having discussions probably in depth about the marketing challenges and decisions that we have to make in both marketing the Janus assessment and our work with identifying and analyzing entrepreneurial cultures of companies. In my mind, where the difficulty lies is not in knowing the opportunities or the types of marketing decisions, it's the plethora of options that we have. And we can't choose them all. We don't have enough time, resources and don't want to put in the effort on this magnitude of choices. So we have to look at which are the one or two that we focus on immediately. And this is the unknown. We don't know for sure. And that's what we banter back and forth. It is. And that's, you know, we're using each other's expertise coming from slightly different backgrounds with the same goal in trying to analyze which ones of them are going to be the most effective where putting the minimum number of hours so that we can focus on still building the company is going to be most efficient. Definitely. Ryan, before we continue discussing today's topic, we have an exciting announcement. It's finally here. That's right. The moment you've been waiting for, the official launch of the Janus Entrepreneurial Assessment, a revolutionary tool designed to unlock your true entrepreneurial potential. We're thrilled to invite our podcast audience to be part of this groundbreaking launch. Imagine gaining unprecedented insights into your unique strengths, pinpointing areas for growth, and charting a roadmap to entrepreneurial success. Join us at ProSpirit.com, where you'll embark on a transformative journey of self-discovery and empowerment. And here's the best part. 
As a special introductory offer exclusively for listeners of the Let's Get Entrepreneurial podcast, the Janus Entrepreneurial Assessment is available at a deep discount for just $1.99 through the entire month of November of this year when you use the code SUCCESS at checkout. That's a significant savings from the standard cost of $49.99. You can find the link and code in the podcast episode description to take advantage of this exclusive offer. Be among the first to discover what the future holds for your entrepreneurial journey. Now, what other common challenges do you see? A big one that I'm talking to a lot of people about right now is burnout. When you're going through burnout, it seems very lonely and very isolated, and that's why you're burning out. And it doesn't seem like there's a good end result that's possible. It's interesting. On my notes, I defined it as mental and emotional strains, which is the same thing as burnout in essence. Yeah, burnout's sort of the end result from the mental and emotional strain. Now, that's an issue that I don't think it's a major factor for neither myself or you, but it's a very common issue. Someone wants to be aware of those issues. And I would suggest that they are aware of what are the burnout indicators. If it's extreme, they could seek professional help. Yeah, that's exactly right. And doing small rituals, whether it's mindfulness, meditation, just spending 10 minutes relaxing getting up from the computer and every 30 minutes, a five minute walk, there's a lot of science around how that can benefit your emotional state and also your physical well-being. So getting some of those practices in place, as well as just guardrails in general. You and I both work long hours, but we do have guardrails on how often we will work those long hours, how many days consecutively we'll work those long hours. So things like that and defining them really well can help reduce the risk of burnout. Prioritizing your downtime and setting clear boundaries is a simple way of looking at this. For me, getting a girlfriend who is now my fiance was probably the biggest endeavor in that. Uh, she sort of forced some of those guardrails onto me, which was, you know, I'm very grateful for now. Now, another obstacle that people face, not as much that I personally will deal with this at this point in my career, but are team dynamics. It's huge. Team dynamics are enormous and it goes into culture, which we're talking about a lot currently between you and me. Building the team with that cultural fit in mind is very important. It is, especially in small teams. It can seem like as soon as you have a viable candidate, that's the candidate you have to go with because it's so hard to get somebody. That feeling often doesn't lead to the best hiring and firing decisions. The choice of the individual is critical. And we go back to the podcast we did on hire slow, fire fast. Exactly. But it's very important is the speed of growing the venture is so rapid that you can miss the team development nuances. So I would encourage someone to have regular check-ins with the people on the team, have a means of framework for conflict resolution in place. Because if you're not thinking about it consciously, you're putting out fires and you miss those things and you end up with a dysfunctional team. You do. The other caveat I'll lead on there is lead by example. I've been a consultant in so many early stage startups that this team culture concept is becoming bigger and bigger. The founding team will have a bunch of quite silly activities that they force their team to partake in. And then during those activities, the leadership team is totally disengaged. It's sort of a checkbox for them to make sure that they have these cultural gatherings, game nights, things like that, trivia competitions. There's tons of them out there, but they aren't actively participating themselves. 
Now, you know, I like to provide examples of people who face the topic of the podcast and in facing obstacles, I think of Walt Disney. I don't know if you know this, but his first animation company went bankrupt. I did not. And he was once fired from a newspaper. And the reason was he lacked imagination and had no original ideas. Can you imagine saying that about him now? He faced those types of obstacles. The lesson from that is failures are often just stepping stones to success. That's right. Another individual that we think of, is, again, going back quite a few years ago, is Henry Ford. His first automobile company went bankrupt. Yeah, I actually did know that one. And his second was dissolved after just one year. So he faced all types of skepticism and criticism from the public and the media. And obviously, he overcame those obstacles, and we still are driving around in our Ford vehicles. Absolutely. So what are your key takeaways from overcoming obstacles? My key takeaway, and I hope people can really internalize this, is entrepreneurship can feel lonely. I'll go back to what I said at the very beginning. It feels like you're the first person to ever walk down this road. And the reality is the same log was on the same path for the person that walked it 10 minutes before you. Keeping your head up, knowing what's coming down the road, what are these common problems? Because there are so many. I mean, in this podcast, we've only named a few so that you can be aware of where those logs are and you don't have to be the person to fall flat on your face every time one comes down the path. And I would suggest adaptability is the name of the game. You have to be adaptable and combine that with resilience and understanding resilience is non-negotiable. Resilience is non-negotiable. That is an absolute fact if you're going to be a successful entrepreneur. It is not going to be easy all of the time. It's going to be fun a lot of the time, but not all the time. I go back to the discussion we had with your uncle, Adrian. He highlighted continuous learning is essential. And that's another means of overcoming obstacles. Absolutely. Any final thoughts as we wrap up the challenges? Entrepreneurship is not just building a business. It's a testament to the human spirit capacity to dream and understand that you will be facing those obstacles. You have to face them head on, but the rewards are worth the effort. The more obstacles you face, the harder the destination is. Therefore, potentially your competition is less. So I always look when we're going down a really, really hard path to get something going, most likely other people aren't willing to do it. So we're getting to a place of rarity. If it were easy, everyone would do it. There we go. Embrace the challenges. They're a good thing. Fantastic, Professor Palin. Let's get entrepreneurial. Let's get entrepreneurial. As we wrap up another episode of the Let's Get Entrepreneurial podcast, we extend our gratitude for your presence and attention. Your dedication to the entrepreneurial spirit fuels our passion for creating this podcast. Check out Prof Spirit dot com to discover resources and courses designed specifically for innovators like you. Stay on the cutting edge by following us on Spotify, Apple Podcast, YouTube, and other platforms as it is released. Until then, keep the entrepreneurial flame burning. <laughs>